0: This is a Soulfire production.
1: You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 247. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Simply Be Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig, and I am just so excited to be here with you, here today with my guest today. It's a good day. We got Michael Beckwith on the show, y'all. This is gonna be a good one. And I cannot wait to tell you how this whole conversation manifested and what to expect in our interview today. You know, I could have just given him the microphone and <laughs> and just told him to talk, because this is, you know, what he does. He channels, he invokes, he speaks the word of source in front of Tens of thousands, if not more, every single week and has touched millions of people's lives across the globe with his beautiful wisdom an embodiment of what I believe to be the truth of light, which is joy and reminding people of that truth inside of them. And man, is this a good interview? I really cannot tell you how good this conversation was. He was in my studio. It was magical. But before we get to my conversation with with Rev, as, as he's belovedly called, I just want to formally welcome you to my show. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. If you're new around here, hello. Thank you for being here. I am the CEO and founder of a company called The Simply Be Agency. We are a personal branding agency located in Chicago and Nashville serving clients across every single industry from technology to software, to real estate, to law, to spirituality, to life coaching and everything in between. And I wrote a book called Be a Number One Best Seller, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. And in many ways, that message became a method of really unpacking what Makes a person unique, truly one of a kind, filled with depth and emotion and authenticity. And then, how do you package that into a clarified brand that can stand out in the market and feel a connection with an audience member who's never heard of them in less than 15 seconds? That is branding done well. And we've really cracked the code on that at Simply Be. And as a result, we've attracted hundreds and hundreds of clients from across every single different industry. We are industry agnostic, but we do have a through line. Every single client that comes to us, whether they're Michael Beckwith or the CEO of, you know, a technology company, everybody wants to make the world a better place with what they're doing with their lives. And it simply be, we just have such an honor and a privilege to be their partners in helping them to do that and i just have been on this mission spreading the good word on the simply be podcast for the last i don't know 4 years talking about personal branding but through the lens of being who we really are and being who we really are is is messy and it's beautiful and it's painful and it's glorious and with that journey within cuz i really believe that building a personal brand must start within we meet source We get in touch with a quantum understanding of not only who we are, but how we fit into the world. At least that's been my journey personally, which is why spirituality and all things cosmic have really called me and why I talk about it so much on my show and why I have guests that will talk about how to build the perfect PR strategy and why I have guests that talk about what star family you might be from. I believe that we can be it all. And the more we embrace all sides of who we really are, the more authentic and magnetic we become in the world. And I say this in my book, what do magnets do? We attract, we become super attractors. The more we are embodied in the vibration of our true essence. And that is really what we're going to talk about today in my interview. It wasn't even an interview. It was a conversation with Rev. Before we hop into the interview, I just want to remind you all that I am hosting my next retreat in Santa Fe, New Mexico in October. So this is a rare opportunity to get to work with me one-on-one. When you come into my agency, I don't really touch client work. I have an incredible team, 25 employees. They're stars and they really serve our agency clients. I'm Doing other things. I'm hosting this podcast. I'm going out and doing business development. I'm speaking on stages. I'm working on my next book. So, to be inside of a container that really allows me to work one on one with people on their brands and their businesses and their authenticity and empowering them to show up in their highest light is rare. I don't do it very often. I did it once this year in Nashville for an incredible group of women. And it was so fulfilling and I was so in awe of the true transformation that took place in front of my face from five days, day one to day five, these women changed, they were activated. And Michael Beckwith actually today talks about what happens when we become who we really are and the power of activation. It's beautiful. So my next retreat is happening October 22nd through October 26th in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the Four Seasons Resort Rancho Encantado. Every lady that's coming will have her own private casita. All meals are included. It's four nights, five days of business masterminding with me, where we're going to cover how to tell your story, your personal brand message, how to build a true marketing roadmap, how to structure your company so that you can set yourself up to be a true leader within it, not a manager, and how to build revenue, how to productize, how to build revenue, how to create different revenue streams, how to launch, how to actually build a product roadmap that allows you to make money in all sorts of ways. There's of course going to be a huge spiritual component. I mean, hello, hi, it's me. I chose to host this in Santa Fe, New Mexico, because i had one of the biggest spiritual activations of my life in 2020 and when i went there on my own on a solo trip my whole life spiritually completely shifted after i went to santa fe it is a true spiritual portal you go in one way and you leave another it's why i chose this location we're of course going to call in yoga teachers and breathwork and shamans and healers and Sound bath and a whole bunch of magical spiritual modalities to really get us into our hearts and out of our minds. So, if you are interested, please email retreats at jessicazwig.com. That link is in the show notes. You can also go to backslash sacred container. That's the name of the retreat, the Claim Your Light Sacred Container. If you want to join me in Santa Fe, all right, on to my conversation with Reverend. Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith. Mm. He is the founder and CEO of the Agape International Spiritual Center, which he founded in 1986. So let me just say this, all of the spirituality content and the spiritual space and the, just this whole booming industry and narrative online right now, all of the different teachers, the different programs, the coaches, the courses, he's a pioneer of it all. Okay. He is the originator of this space in many, many ways. And many of the teachers, myself included, that you hear from were inspired by this man. He really is one of the founding voices of it all. Agape is a trans non-denominational community located in Los Angeles, but is comprised of thousands of local members and millions of global live streamers. Agape has been highly regarded for its cultural, racial, and spiritual diversity. He is a sought after meditation teacher, conference speaker, seminar leader. He's widely recognized for his teachings on the science of inner transformation and unity. He's developed a trademarked method called life visioning, a spiritual technology he developed for conscious evolution, authentic living, and living in your purpose. We talk about his life visioning method at large today and how it has personally impacted my life. He has done incredible human rights advocacy work in eight African countries, plus Afghanistan, Bosnia, Colombia, Ecuador, India, Iraq, Kosovo, and Sri Lanka. He was featured in The Secret many years ago. Maybe you heard of him in that movie, but that was really a massive moment for his career. And as a result, he was featured on Oprah. Oprah Winfrey has referred to him as her personal spiritual guide. He's been featured, of course, on TED, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Oprah Winfrey, Super Soul Sunday, Super Soul Sessions, the Larry King live show. He's had his own PBS show called The Answer Is You. He's written multiple books, including Life Visioning, The Answer Is You, Spiritual Liberation, Transcendence Expanded, and he's got his own podcast that just dropped a few months ago called Take Back Your Mind with Michael Beckwith and we are going to talk about what that concept of taking back your mind even means today. So this conversation, this guest might have been a peak moment in my life. I'm not going to lie, not just in my career but in my life. He's a simply be client, he flew into Chicago. We took him to dinner on Tuesday. He did his full thought leader day on Wednesday. Thursday he came back to record this podcast in my studio and by the end of it he hugged me and he he said to me, "Jessica, We're family now. It just really has been just so affirming, soul affirming to be able to work with a man like him and support his light in the world as somebody who has influenced the light of millions of people. And he is he is the real thing. I've never met anyone at at his level who has the lack of ego that he does. He's pure love. He's pure service. He is the walking embodiment of everything he teaches. This conversation was a gift for me to have, and I am so honored and excited to share it with all of you to receive the activation of Reverend Michael Beckwith on the Simply Be podcast. And without further ado, here we go.
0: So the spiritual space is having a moment. (laughs) Well, it's been having a moment for decades. Now more people know that the moment's here. And there's a lot of voices that have come about that are leading a lot of people through it. And you, in not only my view, but I mean everyone that would know of you and the space itself would say that you are a pioneer in it. And because the space has evolved in such a way that I think has uh, spread itself thin. I want to start by asking you the question, what, Does it mean to be embodied?
2: Hmm. First of all, it's good to be with you.
0: It's so good to be with you.
2: (laughs) Basically, it's something called an insight that happens. You know, when a person has a spiritual practice, they have an insight into reality. When I talk about reality, I'm talking about what the capital R, not the reality we create by our perception, but that which is real, that which is eternal. Hmm. And so when a person has an insight into that reality, that's called an event. It's an event that takes place. When that event takes place, then one continues practice, their spiritual practice, until there's an embodiment, which means this is not a theory. Yeah. This is not a hypothesis. This is not something I read. Right. This is not just an experience I had that's going to move to memory. It becomes active, like yeast in bread. It becomes active in one's awareness. Mm -hmm. And then you become embodied. You can't unsee what you've seen and it can't be taken away. It's like, If a child is in elementary school and the teacher is putting arithmetic problems on the board, two plus two is four, plus four plus four is eight, eight plus eight is 16. The kid remembers it. It's just the memory. But then one day the kid looks at it and realizes what it means. Yeah. And says, oh, I get it. Yeah. There's two of these and there's two of these. That's four. You know, it goes to another level. Yes. Well, embodiment is that next level where it's such a part of you. You don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. It's just a part of you. Yeah, and so it's it's when you hear an embodied teacher, and you hear an individual that hasn't embodied those teachings. The individual that hasn't embodied those teachings can encourage; mm-hmm. they can even motivate. Yes, but an individual that has embodied them can activate. Whew. It's a different, it's a diff- different vibe.
0: Yes, yeah. and the key word is vibe, yes. vibration, yes, frequency. Yes, it's a resonance yes. that you can feel versus
2: hear and see. Right. Yeah. Your, your soul, it's on fire. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different thing. And you may not even, the person may not even understand what the person is saying. Correct. But because the vibrational waves are going out, it hits the person and they understand. Yeah. It's just like you can hear a person pray in another language. You don't know what they're saying.
0: Absolutely.
2: But when they make contact you know what they're saying.
0: Yes. You know, yes.
2: You know what they're listening to. Yes. And you can feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. the activation happens. Right.
0: So this event that you speak of, you know, hypothetically, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had a few of them myself. Yes. Many of them in, in Egypt, as we discussed at dinner last yes. couple of nights ago, but you had an event, you've had a few yourself as well, but you shared with an, with my team and I in my office, which was such a, it was such a privilege to have, have you there and hear your stories you talked about how you had changed your name. Oh, yes. And you had changed it back. Yes. And you were in your garage and you had...
2: That was work, yes. Can,
0: can you share that yeah. story?
2: I could, Those are different iterations of my life. Yeah. But the first event as an adult, you know, I, was, I was attending USC at the time and um, I had a series of experiences. But because I was somewhat agnostic, mm-hmm. I labeled him pathological. I thought I was going crazy. I'm in the psychology department, USC. Wow. I'm having visions and I'm leaving my body a lot, I'm traveling, but I'd never studied any of that. Yeah. So I, I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> I, said, I said, this has got to be the cannabis sativas." This, what's going on with me? Anyway, long story short, that particular experience culminated with these two men holding me down in a lucid dream. Wow. Three men, two held me down, and one took out a charaded knife, stabbed me in the heart. The pain, physically and emotionally, was excruciating. I mean,
0: this is in a dream. This was in a dream, it.
2: but the feeling in my physical body was there. And I screamed out and I died. And when I came to, I could see differently. I could see the beauty. If I go into it, it makes me kind of emotional, but the beauty is just so. Beyond words and the love penetrating my being was beyond anything I'd ever felt in the human experience. And I could see the entire, all a like full spectrum, I could see, not with eyes, you could just see everywhere. The lint on a rug was exquisite. Yeah. There was everything was perfect. Yeah. Nothing was out of order. It was just beautiful. And that was, that event changed my life. And I went on a research to discover, discover what had happened to me. Cause I was different when I came out of this mm-hmm. and that's when I bumped into the teachings, the, the mystical teachings of Jesus, Tom of the Buddha, Zoroaster, Kuan Yin, the great mystic that came out of America, Walter Russell, uh, a lot, you know, and I, I studied Bhagavad Gita, the Panishads, and I saw the correlation between all the religions yeah. and all the mystics that pretty much saying the same thing. The only thing separating them was time and culture. Yes, they- you totally. You know, and so my life just took on it. It took on a whole different turn. I meditated all the time. I was not in this world at all. It's just totally. Got you. I would, I would, I would kind of laugh at human beings. Yeah. It's like they're chasing all this money and they're doing this and that. And it's like, why are they, what? They don't, they don't understand. It's not important. You got to have your needs met. Yes. But. Yeah. You're putting a ladder upside the wrong wall here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there was after a period of time I got, I was, I understand I was unintegrated.
0: Sure, of course. I had
2: this awareness, right. but I was not.
0: You weren't embodied.
2: I was embodied in, it was just like way up here. I'm no earthly good other than people would like to be around me. They sure, I'm be around sure they
0: would, yeah.
2: Things like this. And um, I did change my name. I changed my name. I was reading and, and I saw Parama, I saw the, I was studying the Atman presence. Yeah. And then the Pramatma which is the emanation of the Atman, like the crisis emanation of God. And so I changed my name to Param Atman. That was my name for a while. And I had a little newsletter, and I would be writing these mystical musings and teachings.
0: How long were you him?
2: Uh, not a long, year. Yeah. I mean, time is relative, so it may, it may have been two years. Okay. Uh, and, you know, obviously the people that knew me, knew me, knew me, called me Michael, but I'd lost a lot of those friends because I thought I'd freaked out. Right. You know, I was a lone person for a while because the people just said... Michael's freaked out on Jesus, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, so then I changed my name back and I was aware that I was way out here, expanded awareness, but I wasn't paying attention to Michael. I talk about him in third person a lot, you know, yeah, I, know. I wasn't, I wasn't aware I was I'm taking, you know, he was eating well, he was doing all that good stuff, but he needed to evolve the, the human needed to evolve. So I needed to take Michael back. And raise myself up as a human being, as Michael. so that,
0: Human being of this
2: world. Yes. This world. Yes. yeah. So that everything that he was dealing with, whatever whatever karmic propensity he brought to the planet, whatever issues he needed to deal with, he could deal with them yeah. from the higher space. Yes. You know, so that Michael could be an embodied being. And so I just I took the name back and became Michael again. And integration more began to happen. Was integrated. So that, so like... And I'm really fast-forwarding way into the future now because Agape didn't happen until a number of years after this. So when you you see me speak in the beginning of Agape, like the first three to five years, definitely the first three, I spoke with my eyes closed. I never opened my eyes. I would just close my eyes and speak. Energy would just come through me. It's like I was channeling my higher self. And then three, four, five, as the years went on, I integrated more with that. I trained myself to keep my eyes open mm. and I, I was, I wish this was me. Yeah. So it was not, I'm not channeling some foreign agent, right. I'm not I'm spirit guides. Just, this is Michael, but right. Michael's now integrating. Yes. You see.
0: I do. And yes. Michael is a part of that. Yes. Michael is the light. Yeah, Michael is Michael's the cool, man. Yeah, exactly. He's funny.
2: <laughs> he's, he's, he's impish. He's a jokester. You don't want to throw all that away.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
2: he he like a pure, point. pure intentions. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, You know, yeah. So it's just nice to be one yeah. with, with, with it all.
0: And nice to be here. Yeah. I relate to that. I mean, in my own right, I, I think that spirituality and consciousness and meditation and reaching these other realms can be a form of unconscious escapism. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. it has been f- for me. And sure. it wasn't until the last, I would say, year that I've I mean, I'm, I'm of this world. I can, I'm a very good conscious, yes. uh, manifester consciousness, which I want to talk about yes. four stages, but to the point of, it was, it was painful for me to be of
2: this world too. Mm-hmm. Very sensitive. Exactly. Very sensitive being. Yeah.
0: Hyper. Mm-hmm. And so give me the next chance. Give me the next trip. Give me the next plant medicine journey. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to leave. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm, I'm friends with all of them up there. We, yeah. we, we are, we're a team, yeah. you know, my spirit guides, I, angels, galactic, you know. And I would leave my body all the time because it was painful to be on Earth. There's a lot of duality here. And it wasn't until I realized how what a beautiful that my body, my actually my physical body is the bridge.
2: Yeah.
0: What a gift it is to be on this planet.
2: Yes. Did a a conference many years ago and I think I called it something like being a descended master, which dealt with the fact that we were not to be ascended masters. Yeah. But we were to be descended masters to bring that frequency. To earth. You know, the old religion says we have to die and go to heaven. Yeah. But true teachings say you just you die to your littleness, heaven's here. Heaven's here. Earth. And you take it with you everywhere you go, whether it's with a body or without.
0: Yes. Yes. So
2: that's exactly what you're talking about. You embody it, you're not trying to escape, Mm -hmm. you're not trying to leave it. Right. So they're they're then transferred transmutation takes place here. We actually can change the world.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: The vibration of the planet. Yes. You can't do that if you're trying to escape.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I think, spiritual narrative around these parts these days that are escapism disguised. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to start with the question. It was the first thing we wrote on the board yesterday was embodied. Michael Beck with embodied. And that's really the most, I think, valuable teaching anyone can can learn. Yeah. Here.
2: That's, that's what we want. We want people, I would say, um, you know, we want, we don't want people just to be theorists Correct. or academicians yeah. around these teachings. Yeah. We want them to be practitioners. We want them to practice this as a way of life
0: yes.
2: and their life change. Correct. You know, it's, it's,
0: I am a disciple of that. I want to talk about the four stages of evolutionary growth because it's signature, trademark method and, you know, mastery that you created. It's very full circle for me to have you in my podcast studio right now for whatever it's worth for lots of reasons, but particularly because of that gift you gave the world. So I was flashback 10 years ago in a really dark place in my life, broke, sick, depressed, anxious, toxic, left, right, and center. And it was everyone else's fault. Mm -hmm. And I was working with a coach who I talk about a lot, Gina, shout out to Gina. And she brought to me you. Michael Bernard Beckwith, I had never heard of you before. And she walked me through your four stages of evolutionary growth, which Mm -hmm. I will let you explain. But Mm -hmm. I was in stage one Mm -hmm. and I had been in stage one for a really long time, most of my life. Mm -hmm. And I've clicked up to stage two and I dance in three and four. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give you changes people's lives. Think what you're looking at (laughs) is is a direct result of that lesson. But I want you to explain it. It would be an honor to hear you break it down. Yeah.
2: You know, I'll, I'll tell you a story of how it began to emerge. I was, uh, I was on the faculty of the school of ministry and there was a woman in the class who's now a minister and she, we were teaching something. I was teaching something and she's, I have a question. She said, there seems to be a contradiction in the textbooks. I said, what are you talking about? She says, on one part, it says you can have it all. The other part says, but you have to surrender <laughs> it all. <laughs> And, and she said, See, I mean, can, I, can I use my imagination and, and have it all? Or do I have to surrender? And I, this is when we had blackboards, you know, and I, I walked up. And I don't know exactly what I'm going to say here. I said, no, there's not a contradiction. There's stages, you know? And, and I went up and I said, the first stage is victimhood. And I began to break it down. Like you just, you just described it. Everybody's yeah. to blame. Yep. It's somebody else's fault. Yep. They did it to me. Yep. Life's happening to me. And, and... You have evidence to that yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> you could actually it. say, oh, well, on this particular date, she did that, uh-huh. you know. Exactly. So, so life is happening to me. Something out there is determining my happiness and my destiny. And many people live in the victim stage.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: So either through pain or insight or Gina.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> you know.
0: I was in a lot of pain at yeah. the time, which led me to Gina.
2: Right. So yeah, pain drives you through the door. Yeah, and Grace pulls you. So, so you begin begin to be aware that there's something else. I call it um, as Fanny Lou Hamer once said. I I, w- I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. So when a person gets sick and tired of being sick and tired, they become receptive to something else. Mm-hmm. So now coincidences, serendipity, genus, mm-hmm. whoever, you start to realize there's another level of life where you have to take responsibility for your life. You know. So you move from to me something's happening to me to something is happening by me. That's how I basically describe it now. You know, something is happening by me. I learn to use my mind differently, my thoughts, my speech, my behavior. I learn to manifest, you know, and obviously the movie, The Secret touched millions and millions of people, just giving them the possibility. Oh, I could actually change my life. Yes, I'm not a victim to the circumstance where I was born, what happened to me. Yep. I'm empowered. I can do this. Yeah. So the second stage is, is manifestation. You learn how to manifest. You learn to have dominion over your thoughts. You learn to have dominion over what comes out of your mouth so that you're speaking into existence what you want. Yes. You learn to let go of judgment. Learn to do deep levels of forgiveness, mm-hmm. to release the toxicity, yes. the rancor out of your own being that you may have blamed on someone else but it's still fermenting in your own soul.
0: Yeah, and therefore you are responsible for you are that. You're responsible, you, not them.
2: You're experiencing that. Yes. You know, they gone on. They may have gone on and become a saint.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you're still harboring all of that energy in, yeah. inside of
2: you. But they stole from me. Look what they said uh-huh. about me. Whatever. Yeah. So you take full responsibility. And as you take full responsibility, you can begin to uh, reenchant your imagination. You can start to imagine a better life for yourself, a better world. And, and, and that becomes fueled by the having dominion over your attention. And you start to manifest, you start to bring things into your life that previously you sabotaged and you blocked or you didn't feel worthy enough mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Yes. You don't know what I did. You don't know what happened to me, whatever, whatever the story is. Yep. So that's stage two, the manifesto realm. It's an important stage. I always say, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't transcend what you haven't mastered. So there are people that hang out in the total devotion, love of God, stage three, kind of. Yep. But oftentimes they're not grounded enough yes. to actually manifest in this world.
0: I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Yeah.
2: And they have a lot of grace. It's a lot of grace, good things. Absolutely. You know, but if you learn how to manifest and then what happens is as you're manifesting stage two, you start to become aware that you're not creating order. There's already an order we depend on. It already exists. Yes. You start to, you go from manifestation is masculine. Yes. I make it happen with my mind.
0: A hundred percent.
2: Stage three, it's feminine. I yield, I surrender, I let go, I allow, I I I, I say yes, I'm, I'm open. Why? Because the love, the peace, the abundance, the joy, it already exists. Yeah, I
0: don't, you don't do cre-
2: anything. No, you don't create it. Yeah. You're allowing it. Yeah may show up as a great opportunity. It may show up as meeting this person that introduces you to this person and then a great business deal comes out of it. You know, it'll show up, the opportunities will show up, but you're now in flow motion. Flow motion. Yeah. It's flow. Yes. Zone.
0: And that is through me. Yes. And what kind of what's the name of that consciousness again? It's through me. It's through me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's feminine. So the first one is to me yep the second one is by me yep third one is through me so you have victim manifester and channel
0: channel That's yeah.
2: right channel yeah're you're, you're, you're available channel yeah you know and and so and then stage four is as me where you have those moments where the sense of separation dissolves and you have a total realization you're one with life like that original moment. It was like, I wasn't separated from the Lent, Mm -hmm. the sun, the earth, ah, you know, and I have moments like that. It's just total, total oneness with the spirit. Yeah. And when you look at the individuals that have walked the planet, you can see that they, they mastered stage two. They live in stage three and four.
0: Yes. You know,
2: Yeshua, Ben Joseph, Jesus Christ. Right. You know, he could, he could do stuff.
0: Yep. Sure could.
2: But he lived in, when you see me, you see who sent me, yes. you know, yes. or it's not me that's doing the good. Right. It's the presence of God within me that's doing it. So at stage three and stage four, so he would bounce back and forth between that. But he, he was masterful at stage two.
0: Many people are masterful, I think, at stage two, at least who listen to my show and yeah. I'm of the world with, who are dipping their toe and opening themselves up to stage three and four. But I love the point you made about there are people, you can't master what you haven't yet learned and it's an evolutionary process. And so for you to reach stage four, you have had to have walked through one, two and three to really value and understand and appreciate what it is you're truly experiencing. And you bring up Yeshua and you bring, you know, I've, I've thought about stage four when I first learned, this from Gina i was like well i'm not ever going to be buddha like i can't be a i'm not an ascended master i'm i'm just a, i'm not never going to be fully enlightened you know that's that's an how impo- would you
2: limit yourself that way I, I this was years ago
0: this was years ago but this exactly who am i to say no way but the beautiful part of this sort of framework that you have introduced is that we we do go back and forth and you can reach states of it like mm-hmm. i know when i'm in a flow state mm-hmm. when i am in the feminine when right. i am the channel yeah. things are but I can point to experiences in my life where I did dissolve and it wasn't on a plant medicine. It was, yeah, yeah. you know, just by being fully present and in my joy. Yes,
2: yes, yes. And, and and these stages aren't linear. Yeah. Like one, two, three, four, even though we use those numbers. Sure. Because you can, in some area of your life, you can feel like a victim.
0: hundred percent. In another
2: area of your life, you may be in flow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
2: and so, it's, and so the flow state will help the other places within you begin to vibrate at a higher level. I, I call it spiritual shape-shifting
0: yeah. you know,
2: where you, yeah. you take the higher frequency and you can actually begin to place it, you know, at those other areas of your life. So, when you, so if you're thinking about an area of your life and it makes you contract and they say it's money or it's a relationship or whatever, it's, you contract, whatever, whenever that comes, oh, but then you think about another area of your life, you feel into it, it's flow. You learn to take that flow energy and bring it into your thinking about the contracted space, And you hold that flow energy there. It will begin to change that area of your life, mm-hmm. but it's a nonlinear. It, you grow with it, yeah. you know, then you become conscious. Oh, you know, I got to go back to stage two for this. Yes. Oh, I'm feeling like a victim in this area flowing over here. Oh, I'm, you know, That's so right. it's a wonderful movement yeah. of staying conscious, Yes. you know,
0: and we are quantum energy.
2: Yeah, we are a holographic quantum field. Field, right. Everything. We're connected with everything. It's like, you know, that's why when they talk about teachers over the millennium, they talked about, you know, you drop a pebble in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it ripples forever.
0: I think about that stuff all the time. just
2: the farthest star.
0: Yes, I know, to the farthest star.
2: So when you, you have an insight or a revelation or you change, you're affecting
0: everything. Everything. And it starts with your mind, right?
2: With the mind, see, we're not our mind. We have a mind. Right. It's like we have a body. Yep. So the mind is a set of programs, but we've been, it's, it's been affected by everything. Whatever the doctors were saying when you were being born, your parents, education, miseducation. Call that the matrix. (laughs) It it could be. Well, the government is a matrix.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Big systems are, many of them are.
2: systems, the intrinsic systems, they're like the matrix that keep you. Uh, they want to keep you docile and keep you controlled with control with their agenda pretty much. Correct. So when you break free, you program your own mind.
0: You take back your mind.
2: <laughs> you take back your mind. The name of my podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And instead of allowing someone else to program your mind, you do it. Yeah. No, why would you give your computer to somebody else? Yes. They say put whatever you want on my computer, right? No. You never do that. No, no, you you protect your computer. Yeah. You know. So the same thing with your mind. You put in it- what you want to be there, what you want to experience, what you want to see, what you want to feel. So it begins there and it begins with becoming rich enough to pay attention.
0: I was going to ask you, where do people start? Because we're we're flooded right now with programs. Yeah. And we were, you know, resonating with so many of the things we've talked about in the last couple of days. One of them was actually when we were at dinner with Lee and there's this critical inflection point that we're at right now on the planet. Mm -hmm where the severity between light and dark is, is arrived and how we choose to show up today, knowing that we are that pebble in the Mm -hmm. pond that can affect the star. Yeah. It's it's critical. Yeah. And yet we're swimming in so much dissonance and toxic news and anxiety and stress and mental health crises and just... So to take back your mind, I love that that's the name of your podcast and really what you're teaching people to do, because it is the only thing that we have control over. We don't have control over anything else but that. Right. So I, want, I want, just wanted to clarify as you were going into it, people are listening and the people who listen to my show are on the path. Yes. And it's a deep privilege and honor, I'm sure, for them to be listening to you today. But everyone's struggling to some degree based on what their thoughts are telling them. Yes.
2: Based on the thinkingness. Yeah.
0: So yeah. how do we take back our mind?
2: First of all, there's a difference between the planet and the world. People use those words synonymously. Okay. So the planet is Mother Earth, Gaia. Gaia. Rainforest, oceans, lakes, the Earth. It's a living entity. And she is already vibrating at a higher level. She's conscious. She's awake. Okay. Then there's the world. The world is a collection of agreements. So people, two people can be standing on the same place on the planet be in different worlds based on their perceptions. So when we say come out from among them, you know, there's a world that everybody's in agreement with. So we have to break the agreement with mediocrity. We have to actually, like, you know, you get those things in the mail that says you can opt out anytime. Yeah. You have to wake up every day and opt out of that world. And then you have to opt in to a different world, you know, and that world, you know, this is not foo-foo. This is not, you know, there, there is a world of harmony and peace and love. Like when I first saw it in my 20s, when I was in college, that world is real. It's more real to me now than, than when I look at television and everything, I can look at all that and I can see people's agreements and their polarization and their hates doing all kinds of, they're caught up in the, that web of the matrix, you see? Yes. So you opt out. And, you know, so this is why you do basic affirmations. You know, you're basically programming yourself to realize that you're, all of your needs are met. Your body can heal anything. Uh, you're, de- you're guided by a presence within you, you know, whatever the affirmation is. So you begin to reprogram the mind. Yeah. When you begin to reprogram the mind, what comes up is everything unlike that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then you you start to see, see. the uh, the debris that yeah. distracts you. Yes, you do. You know, and you keep opting out right. of that debris.
0: And your reality becomes more clear, like okay. the reality.
2: See the clearly. You see, clearly. see opportunities. It's like you have simply be, which is... You know, I used to do themes called Simply Be. Did you? Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply you
0: be. mentioned that actually in one of our calls. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah Simply Be, you know, because it's Beckwith, you know, uh-huh. and then there was Simply Be, you know. <laughs> so when I saw Simply Be, I said, this is amazing. Divine, it was meant yeah. to be. Yeah. So whatever is unlike that begins to come to the surface. You become aware of it. That's that your distraction. That's the distraction. Yep. And when you see what comes up, you can actually create an affirmation that actually deals with all the holy caca is coming into your mind. A hundred percent. You know, I begin to work with it. Now, I shared with you yesterday that back in my early days, I created a soundproof room in my garage. That's right. Yep. And I would go in a couple of hours every day. It was like a job. I'd go in and uh, let's say, I would write down an affirmation, just make something up, you know, I, Michael, am poised, confident, articulate, and spiritually powerful. He, Michael, is poised, confident, articulate, and spiritually powerful. You, Michael. Are poised, confident, and spiritually articulate, and spiritually powerful. So I hit it all three ways, all three voices: you, he, I.
0: Love that.
2: Write it down like nine times and say it out loud. Write, write nine times I, nine times you, nine times he. And I had a column, and the column was the ego voice. So let's say I wrote down, "I'm worthy of divine mm. success." Ego, it's no, you're not. You came from poverty. You don't have any money. Mm. Whatever, whatever, whatever the ego would say. Sure. I just, not judge it, just write it down. Now I do this for at least seven days.
0: Okay.
2: So at the end of the seven days, I have a column of ego talk. Okay. The ego talk would then drive the next level of affirmation. I Get more specific. Wow. I Take what the ego just said. You're unworthy. You will, you'll never amount to anything. So then the next level of affirmation would be about worth.
0: Amazing.
2: Available and worthy of more good than I can imagine. You know, so it gets more and more refined. Yes. And then there's emotions. It reminds me of like
0: computer wiring, like fine, fine fibers. Yeah.
2: But this is work.
0: I know it sounds, sounds you know, like
2: a lot of work. Oh, it's a lot of work. It's not. It's like um, hours every day. Yeah. And, it, and this was after I woke up. Yeah. When you were back to Michael. Yeah. So like, Michael, you got to get this together, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got all this energy flowing through you. You know, you don't want to mess up.
0: <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Yeah. So then emotions, emotions you know. Emotions, yeah. So when emotions would come up. I would use the emotion and the affirmation. So, 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 let's say you know money was tight. I would use the emotion, either fear, yes, or anger,
0: a hundred percent,
2: and angrily say the emotion. So then the. So I'm not trying to be spiritual. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm not afraid. Oh, no, spiritual people don't get angry. Don't get afraid. No, I would just take the emotion and use it, but I would use it with something affirmative. Why do I always have so much money? Why am I always so healthy? <laughs> You'd scream. Yes. Yeah, sc- soundproof. room. that's
0: why you made the soundproof.
2: Scream it, shout it, throw things.
0: Moved it. Yeah. Transmuted
2: Stomp it. Stomp my feet. Yeah. And then the energy would transmute because every energy is never created or destroyed. Right. Just transmutes.
0: It been an alchemizes.
2: Yeah. So just alchemized to a higher frequency. frequency. So now when I say I'm worthy of more good than I can imagine, it's inside. It in body. Yeah. Here it is. Yes. Yeah. So I did a lot of different exercises that I see now. 40 years later, kind of popular in right. in the work.
0: But you did this in your garage. I this is Michael. I
2: was just making stuff up, you know.
0: <laughs> it's why you're a pioneer, Michael. It's, you know. why, it's why you are who you are. Yeah,
2: making stuff up and, you know, reading still, but still, you know, getting it. You know, at the, in those days, most of my friends were dead. You yeah. know, all the mystics and yeah. people that I'd studied. Right. You know, uh, I used to leave my body at night and I would go to a class and there'd be this guy teaching metaphysics. And I was always sitting in the back listening to him. And then one day, he said, today's class is going to be taught by Michael Beckwith. And he's going to tell us about something about the nature of the universe, how it operates. And I said, well, what? So I just saw myself starting to walk to the front of the class. And I stood up and I, these people were sitting in chairs. We're out of our bodies. Okay. I'm dreaming. I'm in a lucid dream, but it's very weird for me. And I say, it can be broken down into eight words. It is done unto you as you believe. And then I counted. I said, done unto you as you believe. Eight! <laughs> is what I did. It's hey, It's eight. Oh my God, I'm here, and this bead of sweat rolled down the side of my my face, and I woke up in bed full of sweat.
0: Wow, because
2: it was a shock. Up to this point, I'm traveling. I'm talking to these people. I know it's real. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like a dream. Yeah. But when that happened, it was like I'm really in this class, and I, I'm invited to teach. Okay. So I couldn't get back for a few weeks because it shocked my system. It's like. So fast forward a few years later, I'm at this metaphysical church that my mother asked me to go to, uh, the Guidance Church of Religious Sciences was was called, and Dr. Daniel L. Morgan was the minister. And I'm out there talking, and I see the statue of this guy named Ernest Holmes. That's that's the guy that was teaching the class.
1: No way. Yeah.
2: So I'm telling people, I I didn't know Ernest Holmes was dead at the time. Yeah. You know, and I said, I'm I'm just a young 20-something-year-old guy, you know. And I said, "Oh, that's, that's Ernest Holmes." They said, "Yes, oh yeah, I know him." And they looked at me like, "You know him?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this now and not be crazy. I said, "Well, yeah, I met him in a class, and he was teaching me this." Said, he died in the '60s, Michael. Yeah. And I said, "Well, I leave my body, and I would go see him." You know, I was trying to get out of the conversation uh-huh. because it was too weird for people, right? But I knew him. I get it. He told me that I was going to take the teaching further than anybody. You know, this was years ago.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I'm not I'm never, I never even talk about this stuff.
0: I mean, I love that you're sharing it. I feel yeah. so privileged out and yeah. blessed. Yeah. It's it reminds me of what we were saying about the ascended. Yeah. Which exists. Yes. And the descended. Yes. And that every quantum reality is as valid as the one we see it's right all, here.
2: All real. It's all real. And so so I was what I was saying is most of my friends I don't discriminate People don't have bodies. Most of my friends didn't have bodies. I caught
0: that. I caught when you said my friends. But it's so, it's so beautiful. And, and I think healing probably for people who have loved ones or connections to people who have not, who passed on, who are no longer of this body, but you can still have a relationship.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: I want to, I just want to thank you. want to be mindful of our time. You are, you know, an OG. And
2: <laughs> I'm getting used to that now. <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) Original. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's what it means. Originated a lot of the world. I know that uh, I've made I've made my own. So many people have. I want to ask you one last question. Sure. It'll actually be really interesting. I ask every guest this question. It's the final question of every interview. And knowing that you have a history with this phrase, I'm super curious to see what you say. But the word simply be, (laughs) they have layers. (laughs) To me, it's more than a business name. And so I would love to know what those two words, simply be,
2: when you hear them, what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. When I hear the word be, it's, to me, it's a state of being. Yeah. You know, and as you already know, you know, people get caught into their doing this so much and a lot of it's busyness. Yep. It's not being, it's just busyness that gets spins into what they think is activity. But simply be to me means, you, know, you become still, you touch your being which is pristine and beautiful, it's lovely, it's, it's straight from the source, it's emerged from the eternal. And then what you do, even what you say, is coming from your being rather than the parts of you that are either trying to avoid pain or yeah. the parts of you that are trying to run to pleasure. Yeah. You know, your being. you're being, you're it. Yes. So then your your thoughts, your words, and your actions are become more coherent with that state of being, and you become... What I call tip of the spear in the evolutionary transformation of humanity, just by being, just by being, just being. You walk into a room, your vibration is different. You don't have to say anything. The quantum field connected to everything, you affect everything.
0: And it's simple. Simple. It's not complicated. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's easy sometimes. No, but it's, it's simple. simple.
2: But not complicated. Yeah. And if it's too complicated, it ain't the truth. It ain't
0: the truth. <laughs> You're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> no, just be. <me. laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here thank you for coming on my show
2: yes it's been a great joy the last few days yeah Rev great joy now we're friends yes
0: so so grateful we are a gift
2: thank you as are you
0: thank you I received that